0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. My name's Heather. I'm excited to be here today and be able just to share with you and finish off the Whatever series. This has been a great series for me. I know God has just really kind of pulled out some points of how I can better live my life, and I hope you've been able to get some of that too. So as Jared mentioned, we've been in the series called Whatever, and we have this nice little picture here, kind of the, the attitude and uh, what this series has all been about is kind of summarizing main points of what God has been trying to say through us to us in the Bible. So we've been focusing on three main whatevers, and I want to make sure I get these right, so I'm going to look at my notes here real quick. So the first week was whatever you think. You are whatever you think. And this was kind of a focus on where, Pastor Jared says it all the time, it's a matter of your heart. So where your heart is are also geared around your thoughts. So if your thoughts aren't in the right place... It's going to affect how we live life, how we're doing things. And he also mentioned in that message that our thoughts often are before an action. So if our thoughts are in a place of anger and hate or bitterness, then our actions are going to reflect that. So it's very important that what we think is focused around Jesus. Week two was whatever you say. What you say reflects what you believe. And this is so true. If we do not have our beliefs in the right place, the things that come out of our mouth, the things that we're saying, are just going to reflect negativity on others, on ourselves, what we're thinking, what we're believing. And so it's important that we make sure that our thoughts and what we're saying are in the right place. And so today we're going to wrap it up with whatever you do. And so I came up with this little phrase here of if we are what we think and what we say reflects what we believe, then what does what we do matter? It's a little confusing, but it's true. So, if we are, if our thoughts, if we are what we think, and if we say is what we believe, then why do our actions matter? And so, that's what we're going to answer today. And so, I wanted to Start with a little a little story. When I was a kid, I used to love to spend time in my room. I was a very much a room body. Being in my room was good for me. I am an introvert, so alone time is key time for me. And so I would spend all this time in my room, which would be, you know, hey, uh, there's a CD, so I'm gonna listen to the CD, and then you know, journaling or whatever. And then it would get to a point to where my room became a disaster zone. And to me, it was like, okay, I know where everything is. It's not a big deal. And my mom would come in and be, all right, Heather, it's time to clean your room. It's a mess. And so i be like, okay, I'm going to do this. You have one hour. You need to clean your room. So I'd go in my room, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm also a very planned person, so I'd come up with a plan. Okay, I'm going to start at this side of the room and work my way around. So I'd go over here. Okay, I'm going to start with this spot. And then I'd be like, oh, The CD. I haven't listened to the CD in a long time. And so I'd put the CD in. I'd be jamming out, stinging in my hairbrush. And then I'd go to my journals. Oh, what did I write? Like, who did I like like a month ago? Or what was I going through? And so I'd start reading through my journals. Or oh man, this book. I love this book so much. And I'd start reading. And then there'd be a knock on my door and my mom would be like, Heather, you have 10 minutes. Let's finish up. And I'd look around my room and be like, oh crap. My room is a disaster. So I'd go in this panic mode of, okay, my room's a mess. I have 10 minutes. I need to clean this up. And I began this process of under my bed looks good. Let's shove that in there. Ah, well, these clothes aren't dirty, but who cares? Put them in the dirty clothes. My closet's a great place for hiding and shove everything in. So then my mom would come along and check out my room. And mom's being amazing as they are. First thing she does is looks under my bed, looks in my closet, Heather. And it usually came with my middle name, which is Danae. So Heather, Danae, why is your room not clean? Why is it all under your bed? You need to do it over again and you need to do it the right way. And then I was like, oh, man, if only I would have done it the right way the first time. So this is kind of how we are as adults. I think we can all kind of relate to this concept of trying to do things halfway and not doing them the right way the first time. So maybe you're in a work situation and you have projects that are due. So you focus your attention on, you know what, I'll do it next week because that's when it's due, and I'll just do what's necessary so my boss just knows it gets done. Or maybe you're in school and you have a project that's due or a paper that's due, and it's, you know what, I'll just do the bare minimum. We kind of just do things halfway, enough to fly under the radar. And sometimes that's kind of how we see life. It's like, why am I going to clean my room all the way if I can just clean it a little bit? Or why do I need to focus all my attention on work or these projects if I can get enough to just get by. And so this is the question we're going to be answering today is why do my actions matter if it's getting done? If that project's getting done, if my homework's getting done, then why does it matter? Why do my actions behind it matter? And so this is the question that we're going to dive into today. And a little side note, we have these Bibles available if anybody doesn't have a Bible. You know, I have learned a brand new appreciation for this book this year. You know, it's amazing. We sometimes look at this and it seems a little overwhelming. And we look at these principles, these whatever principles, and we're kind of like, that's that's a lot to to maintain and to get in our brain. But the cool thing about this is this is a roadmap. It is a guide. And I say that all the time because it's true. When I'm going through something, when I'm struggling, when I'm trying to sort out a problem in my life, a difficult situation, this has the answers. And it's important to be reading this and to get into it. So if you don't have one, we have them available. They're here on the stage. They're also at the Connection Center. So I encourage you to grab one of these. Read your Bible. Go through it. Learn what God has to say for you. It will it will be a huge help to you. So we're going to do that. We're going to go to the Bible and see what God has to say about why our actions matter if we're still getting stuff done, why do we need to put our best forward? So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna turn to Colossians. So, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Colossians. It's in the New Testament, about halfway through the New Testament, which is the last half of the Bible. So, we're gonna turn to that, Colossians 3. And just to give you a little history of Colossians, it's written by Paul, who was a follower of Jesus. And he was in prison at the time, but he had heard about a church in Colossians. And he was going and he was trying to tell these people they had been living a very sinful life and they were trying to turn their lives around and follow Jesus. And so he's writing a letter to the church saying, this is how we need to live our lives. These are how we can change our past actions and how we can live now Living a life for Jesus. And so we're gonna read this. It's a lot to read at first, and then we'll we'll go through, and I promise we'll dissect it because sometimes it can just be a lot to read. So we're gonna start at Colossians 3, verse 12, and read through 17. It's also here on the screen, so you can follow along if you don't have a Bible with you. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. And forgive one another if any of you has grievances against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body we are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, give thanks to God the Father through him. So I know that's a lot. And I, another little side note here I would recommend, when you're reading a passage of scripture, sometimes you can read it and you're like, what? I don't understand. So what I've learned is that it's good to kind of read through it again and again and just let it kind of sink in. So we're, as we go through our points today and as we focus on, on whatever you do, we'll kind of go through that and break it up a little bit. So our question, like I mentioned before, was why do my actions matter if I'm getting it done? And so that brings us to our big idea today, which kind of encompasses this scripture, which is What you do reflects who you serve. So this passage that we just read, it kind of breaks down. It's saying, you know what? You've lived this way. Now I want you to live a life that is pleasing to Jesus. I want you to live a life that is following not the hatred, not the bitterness, not the sin, not the anger. But I want you to live in a life of peace and a life of compassion and love. And so he's kind of breaking this down saying we need to forgive and we need to love and we need to redirect our lives. And so so the idea is, what we do reflects who we serve. So in that situation I was talking about with cleaning my room, why did it matter? Why did it matter that my room was only half done? Here's the thing. My heart wasn't in the right place. I wasn't doing it because I wanted it to look nice. I was, I was putting stuff aside because I was being selfish. And this is hard, because when we're doing things halfway, when we're only doing things just enough to get by, what we're doing is we're saying, I'm going to live my life for me, and I'm going to do what's best for me, and that puts us in a place of living in selfishness. No one likes to be called selfish. I don't like to be called selfish. I don't think of myself as a selfish person. But it's true. If we're not putting our best forward, if we're not reflecting Jesus and who we serve, then we're being selfish. And that's what Paul was saying to the church. Like, let's turn this around. Let's turn our lives around. Let's, let's make our lives a pattern of how we can serve and reflect Jesus. And so we have three steps today, because three steps are very important in everything you do. Um, and so our first step is, wear your best to be your best. Wear your best to be your best. What does that mean? So if I were to, at 9.58, roll out of bed, having my pajamas on, my hair in a mess, looking all kind of crazy, drool still stuck to my face, crusties in my eyes. And I come up on stage and I'm like, hey guys, I'm here to talk to you. And you know what we're going to talk about? Let's see. Um, We'll pick this one. Let's talk about uh, Haggai 2. I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. I'm not on my best. Instead, I'm just kind of, whatever. We'll just do whatever. And that's kind of what this word, when we think of whatever, we think of attitude. We think of like, whatever. I think of clueless where she's like, whatever, you know, but whatever is encompassing all. It means everything. And so everything we do. So what does where your best mean? It means come prepared. And it says in verses 12 and 14, he's talking about have gentleness have patience have love have compassion so if you're struggling with with you know always being on the edge always being impatient always struggling to get that paper done that project done if you're struggling with loving people if you're struggling with just liking life you know we need to reevaluate and have these these are also the fruit of the spirit we need to be filled with love and patience and peace. And that's what he's saying here, we need to wear our best. We need to be the best versions of ourselves. So I'm here prepared. I'm here standing in front of you ready to talk to you. Not just whatever. The day is what the day is and you know, we're we are ready for our best. And our best is filling ourselves with the actions of Jesus. Our second point today is forgiveness fits better than blame. As you can see, I use the clothing theme here because I love clothes and I'm a girl. So we're going with that theme. So Forgiveness fits better than blame. In verse 13, he talks about you need to forgive others. Why? Because I forgave you. Living a life full of bitterness is such an empty life. Living a life of unforgiveness is such an empty life. It doesn't. You can't move. You can't function because all you're thinking about is that person that's hurt you, that person that's done you wrong, that person who... Cut you off in traffic, that coworker who said that mean thing to you, your parents who hurt you when you were a kid, you know, your husband or a wife who you got in a fight with. And all we're thinking about is these things that are holding us back. I think about, you know, I have this denim jacket and I love this denim jacket so much. And I put it on and it fits great until I try to move my arms. And then my arms are kind of like, I can't move my arms. But I still wear it because I love it. But unforgiveness can be like this. When we're holding blame over people, we can't move. We don't have freedom. We, we are holding on to this baggage that won't let us go. And that's why it's so important to find forgiveness. And Jesus says, you know what? I knew who you were before you found me, and I forgave you, so why can't you forgive them? It's tough love, people, but we need to do it. We need to have that freedom. We need to break out of that jacket that's restricting us. We need to let go of the bitterness And follow a life that's pleasing to Jesus. And we can do that by letting go of the blame. We need to know that forgiving people gives us the freedom that the bitterness and the blame holds us back. And then our third point is reflect the brand of Jesus. Once again, the clothing theme. I love it when I'm wearing an outfit and someone comes up and goes, Heather, where'd you get those shoes? Where'd you get that that sweater? And I'm like, got it at Target. You know, and then you begin this conversation because I'm proud of what I'm wearing. I'm proud that someone noticed that I have something that they're like, that's cute because you get that validation. But what about when we're walking down and someone's like, man, Heather, what's going on? Like, you're just, you're happy. You're just filled with so much joy. Like, you have so much love, and I just, I don't get it. Like, our boss just, like, gave us all these projects, and you're like, I'm on it. I got it. You know, how, how do you have this? Why do I have this? Because I'm wearing the brand of Jesus. Because that label on my heart, that label in my mind, that label that I'm following is now living the brand of Jesus. He is the center. And that's important. And that's what other people see. They see that transformation. They see what we're, what we're changing into. And that's so important because people can notice that. They see it. They see it's like that glow that they say that moms have. You know, you have this glow. You have the glow of the Holy Spirit, the glow of Jesus, because we are a reflection of of him. And that's so important. We need to reflect the brand of Jesus. And so we have these three points today. What you think. So you are what you think. What you say. What you say reflects what you believe. And whatever you do reflects who you serve. So these all tie in together. If what we think is what Jesus has for us, if our thoughts, if our actions, if our heart is reflecting Jesus then that affects our actions. That affects what we're doing. If what we say, what is coming out of our mouth, when someone is frustrating us, when we're angry, you know, when the first thing that comes out of our mouth, instead of it being hatred, is love, is patience, That affects what we do. That affects our actions. The things, and here's important too, the things that we think and that we say about ourselves are equally as important and affect what we do in our own lives, how we see ourselves, how we treat others, how we treat our spouses, how we treat our children, how we treat our coworkers. It's important so they all go together. So our challenge today is I want to reread Colossians 3.17, and this is the, the main verse for this point. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, not partially, not I did a little bit, not whatever I do just at home, not at work. Whatever, all encompassing, everything we do reflects Jesus, and we do it in his name. So when that driver's, you know, cutting you off in traffic... What are you doing? What are you saying? What are you thinking? That reflects Jesus. When you're given that project at work, whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you think reflects Jesus. Let's reflect Jesus in our actions, in our words, in our thoughts. And I promise you it changes the way you live your life because your life is no longer about that anger that you're snapping to. It's no longer about living and thinking about that person that hurt you and scarred you and and all this bitterness that is welling up. It's not about that anymore. Instead, it's about what Jesus has for you, what Jesus gives you. And that's so important. So whatever we do reflects Jesus. So our challenge now is to take ourselves from a selfish place, a place to where we're only thinking of ourselves and doing things halfway. Why do we need to do our best? Because Jesus gave us his best. So now what we can do is we can reflect that in what we do. From the moment we wake up, are we going, Oh, another day of another dollar to go to work, to do this, to do that. No, let's reflect everything we do in our actions when we wake up in the morning, when we're at work, when we're dealing with the people that are the most difficult to deal with, when we're in a relationship and maybe we're just button heads with our other, you know, when our boss is just being a jerk. Everything we do, we need to reflect Jesus. How does your life reflect Jesus? So our challenge is to take the selfishness out of it and now reflect what Jesus gives us, peace, peace, compassion, love, patience, joy. That's what we can reflect. And then we can become like Jesus in our actions. And so I'm ready for that challenge, and I hope you are too. We can now follow after Jesus in whatever we do. We can reflect him. All right, let's pray. Jesus, I just thank you so much for your love. I thank you that as we learn these hard topics of of these things about learning what we need to say and how we need to do things in our actions and and everything that we're doing in our lives, God, I pray that you will just give us the guidance, God. I pray that we will look to the Bible for direction, that we will look to you for comfort and for peace, God, that you will help us to be the best versions of ourselves so that when we're walking out, people are asking what's different, what brand are we wearing, who are we, and they see that we are a reflection of you. I thank you that you forgave us when we were in our deepest and darkest places and so we can go forward living a life that truly reflects who you are. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.